Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right, that's Tom, I'm Mike, and with us in studio is Eric. Hey, howdy hey. Uh, did you just give a hey, howdy hey? Indeed I did. Alright then. <laughs> so what a hell of a way to start the show. Hey, you guys give me crap, I, I do my sound checks, my check a rooney dooney and somehow that's not good. Can't give a hey, howdy hey, a hearty hey, howdy hey, as a matter of fact. How about a howdy, howdy, howdy ho? I'm not uh, the big bad voodoo daddies. All right, let's jump into it with basketball. You said hockey was first. Yeah, I know. I changed it because we're going to talk about Grayson Allen. All right. So during the uh, Duke-UNC game, Grayson Allen had the ball, moving around, doing the dribbling thing that them basketball players do. And I'm not sure who the opponent was, but he reached in and committed a foul. It was a legitimate foul. Um, Allen did like whip his head back and kind of flop on it, but it was a legitimate foul. Um, unfortunately, he also elbowed the player in the face. Now, this is the same guy that's been suspended for tripping people. I think he's got four trips on his resume. Um, and now he's throwing elbows and hitting guys in the face. I guess you could say they were really duking it out. I hate everything (laughs) you choose to be. Um, so UNC goes on to win the game, uh, 90 to 83, uh, kind of as everyone expected, um. But it's a, it's another black eye for the Duke program uh, with this kid going out of his way to uh, interfere with other players and to to cheat and to endanger these other players on these other teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's just a jackass. Yeah, I mean, I love Coach K, but it's time for him to take Allen off the team. You you have to do what's right for the team, and yeah, a lot of people think that's winning, but no. What's actually right for the team in this instance is showing them that this is not okay. They're not winning. You're not right. They're not. They're also not <laughs> winning. Um, you know, you're not here just to win championships. Um, and Coach K is one of these coaches that believes that you're here to craft these boys into fine young men and prepare them for the world. He's always preached that, and he's not doing it. He's not even close to doing yeah, it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of... Uh dropping the ball on this one he's just letting it happen yeah I, i'd like to see Allen suspended for the rest of the season i'd actually like to see him be kicked off the team and banned from ncaa basketball but i don't think i'm gonna get my way well until uh draymond green gets banned from nba basketball exactly I really doubt that's gonna happen exactly and so that uh our friend mel she had a facebook post not that long ago she was watching a warriors game and she said i can't help it but i find myself thinking Who's he going to kick tonight? 
And that's exactly what he it. kicked that night. He didn't he didn't wind up <laughs> kicking anybody oh. that night. But that's the thing. You watch Draymond Green, you watch Grayson Allen, and that you find yourself wondering, what's he gonna do tonight that's gonna give this league a black eye? And someone a swollen testicle. And not in the good way. There's a good way? I think you should see a doctor. <laughs> so moving on. Um no, action needs to be taken against both of these guys. It's just, it's not stopping on either level. And like you know, like I said, Allen sees Green getting away with it, so why isn't he going to keep doing it? Especially when he's not doing anything as heinous as Green is doing. But I I would say that elbowing someone in the face is, is at least as heinous. Well, as okay, up to up a. to up to last night, he hadn't done anything as heinous as Green had been doing. So, uh, sticking in the world of basketball, we're going to jump into the NBA. I'm going to further push down your beloved hockey, professional shooty hoops. Yes, professional shooty hoops. Um. I just wanted to go through the playoff picture right now. They took a um, picture. We're getting... Zing. Normally you just ignore those and keep moving. Everybody's got about 20 games left, give or take. Um, and right now, in the East, we're looking at a Cleveland-Detroit matchup, which would be pretty big for our area. Right, yeah. Uh, we're split about 50-50 right now. Um, we'd have Boston-Chicago, which I think would be a tremendous series. Um, I haven't really followed Boston too much this season. Well, they're the second best team in the East right now. Um, really? Yes. Weren't they like bad last couple of years? Uh, they weren't great the last few years, but um, Isaiah Thomas has them turned around and uh, they're heading in the right direction. So yeah, um, the, they'd match up with Chicago, which I think would be a great series. Uh, Rajon Rondo going against the Celtics. Yeah. Um, Washington would match up with Indiana, which I think would kind of be meh for a lot of people. Yeah. I think you know, I don't... Neither of them have any really standout things about them um toronto would match up with atlanta which i think would be an interesting series but the winner of that's just going to get beat in the next round so um over in the west you'd have the warriors taking on the nuggets um and what i think would be the best matchup or the most interesting matchup of the playoffs you would have the spurs taking on the thunder Kawhi leonard matched up on russell westbrook all game best defensive player in the league against the best offensive player in the league yeah that you know Four to seven games of that, I think everybody wants that. Yeah, I just, I'm really shocked at how low Oklahoma City is. Well, they had that adjustment period at the beginning of the year. No more Durant, you know, and they don't really have another playmaker to go with Westbrook. That's why he's putting up the the numbers he's putting up. So um, another one that I think is going to be pretty good, uh, the Rockets would match up with the Grizzlies. Uh, Houston's got that, you know, run-and-gun offense, and the Grizzlies are a grinded-out team. So I think that'd be... Pretty entertaining to watch those worlds collide. And finally, you'd have the Jazz taking on the Clippers. Um, nothing about that excites me. You don't like Jazz? Nothing at all. Um, if it was the mid to late 90s, the, watching the Jazz would have been fine. Well, but, yes, but it's not. But in the mid to late 90s, the Clippers weren't, uh, you know. Even close to competitive? To say that they were bad would be an insult to the word bad. That's true. Um, so... That's the playoff picture uh, right now. So the only teams that have clinched so far are the Warriors and the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs are two and a half games back of the Warriors, and the big news of the week, no more Kevin Durant for the rest of the season for the Warriors. Yep. Uh, so they are going to be going the rest of the way, depending on Curry and Thompson, which they've done in the past, but uh, no more Barnes, no more um, Bogut. You know, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be all on those two and, you know, Draymond Green's leg. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's not inconceivable that the Spurs could catch them. 
No, it's two not, and a half um, is nothing when you know the Spurs are at full strength and the Warriors are not. Yeah, and the Warriors recently lost two regular season games in a row for the first time in some years. Yes, one of them to the Bulls, who are sitting at five hundred right now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it could be rough for the Warriors. The Spurs could steal that number one seed. Um, I think that would be uh, that would be good news. I think. You think the Spurs having the first seed would be good for the NBA? Well, I think uh, it, it'd be good news for the Spurs for Golden State because I think they would get up more for a matchup against the Thunder. That's yeah. I think I think having them match up in the playoffs and it would be a sure thing if uh, San Antonio overtakes Golden State because Denver's not catching Oklahoma City and I don't think Oklahoma City is going to catch uh, L.A. right now or um, Memphis. They're they're only a game back right now, but. I, I just don't think that they're going to do it. Oklahoma City is only four back of uh, of Utah. Yes, for the division. Yes, so that could happen too. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's likely. I think we've seen what they're going to be from here on out. Um, I think Utah is going to be a division winner. Um, over in the East, uh, you got the Bulls just a game behind the Pacers for that sixth spot, um, and uh, the Wizards are only two back of the Celtics for the two spot, and the Celtics are only three games back of the Cavs for the one spot. That all seems like it's going to stay the way it is. Yep. Um, Detroit may catch Chicago. They're a game back. But other than that, I don't think there's a lot of change. I think you're looking at teams on the outside, the Heat, the Bucks, the Hornets. I don't think they have what it takes to get back in it. If they have a really good final stretch, they might. Yeah. But I, I don't think that that doesn't seem to happen as much in, in, uh, in basketball no. as um, in other sports. Over in the West, you got the Blazers are a game and a half back of the Nuggets. The Mavericks. They are a team to watch out for after the Nerlens Noel trade. Yeah. They are a team to watch out for. They could easily catch up to the Nuggets and take that eight seed, uh, which if that's the case, everybody needs to root for San Antonio to overtake Golden State because if we get San Antonio-Dallas and Golden State-Oklahoma City, those are going to be two of the best first-round playoff series we've had in a long time. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm rooting for Dallas to do it. I want to see Dirk get it. Get him, get him one more. I don't think they're going to reach the finals from an eight seed, but what if Houston takes over the one seed by some sheer wild? I don't think bit so. Of luck. I don't think there's any way. Um, the Pelicans got their first win with Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins together in the lineup. Good for them. They are now uh, one and four with those two in the lineup. Uh, they beat the Lakers one hundred five to ninety seven last night. They were close to getting it on uh, Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I came home from work and I watched the end of the Spurs Pelicans game, and I was only able to do so because they went to overtime. Huh. Um, the uh, the Pelicans had it all but wrapped up, and Kawhi Leonard comes away with this six steal, takes it down for the layup, puts them down one, and they put it together to get to overtime. Uh, Spurs are down five early on in overtime, and Patty Mills hits a three and gets them right back into it. And before you know it, Cousins and Davis are still looking for their first win. So. Um, yeah, if they had started out hotter, they had a real shot at at the number eight seed. Yeah, as it stands, I think they're three and a half back. So yeah, um, I mean they they still have a chance, but there's they, a lot they, of teams yeah, that are still ahead of them. They have to leapfrog too many teams. Um, other notable matchups uh, from the weekend: Toronto beat Washington one fourteen to one hundred six. Norman Powell scored a season high twenty one points off the bench, including fourteen in the fourth quarter for the Raptors. Um, and, uh, then the, uh, Mavericks beat the Grizzlies 104 to 100. Um, 
I didn't catch much of this game, but I do know Nerlens Noel had a double-double, 15.17 boards, and Mike Conley scored 30 for the Grizzlies. Um, Saturday, uh, saw the Cavaliers rest LeBron James and Kyrie Irving on the same day and get walloped by Miami, 120-92. to That's what it, I didn't I, – I just saw the score. Yeah. They, I didn't yeah. read anything. They sat James and Irving on the same day. That explains it. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday also had Houston beating Memphis 123-108. to On Sunday, we had the Pacers beating the Hawks 97-96. to And we had Dallas beating OKC 104-89. So a lot of good basketball over the weekend. Uh, coming up this week, uh, tonight, we have the Rockets at the Spurs. That will be a very good matchup. Um we have the Pelicans looking for that second win with Cousins and Davis together uh, in Utah. Hmm. So that should be pretty interesting as well. Um, on Wednesday, we have the Jazz taking on the Rockets and the Raptors taking on the Pelicans. Also, at 10.30, we have the Celtics heading out to the Bay Area to take on the Warriors. On Thursday, the Spurs will take on the Thunder in what could be a preview of that first-round matchup. And we have the Cavs heading up to Detroit and what could be a preview of that first-round matchup. We also have the Grizzlies taking on the Clippers. And on Friday, we will have the Rockets at the Bulls and the Celtics at the Nuggets. So a lot of good matchups this week. Hopefully yeah. uh, a lot of nationally televised ones. Looks like we're uh, getting to the point of the season where it's good teams against good teams they do tend to save that kind of stuff for the end you know you get most of your oklahoma city san antonio matchups towards the end now your you know boston boston cleveland matchups towards the end so yeah we're getting into good basketball and then the playoffs will be here before we know it and that's all good basketball oh yeah um, that's when i start watching right so looking forward to that looking forward to this week hopefully the spurs can do well against the rockets tonight i'll have to check and see if that's anywhere i can watch it at work tonight so, Might uh, be on the ESPN. Possibly. So, All right, over in the NHL. The Hockey League yes. of National. i take a quick look at the uh, standings. One thing to note before we get into the standings, the Canadians are on a five-game winning streak. Yeah. Um, Three straight overtime wins against the Leafs, the Devils, and the Jackets, and then they followed that up with a one-goal victory over the Preds and a 4-1 victory over the Rangers. Yeah, uh, they are on... A tear, I guess you could say. Um, you would have liked to have seen the, uh, well, Canadians fans would have liked to have seen them win those three games in regulation, but um, they did come from behind in uh, the Devils game twice. They raced two goal deficits. Yes. Um, I, I watched that game, and I was not pleased in the slightest. Toronto's <laughs> uh, had a rough stretch. Uh, they also lost to Anaheim on Friday. Yeah, they have uh, dropped out of the... Uh, Second wild card spot. Yes, the uh, the Islanders are in there now. Yeah. Um, also going on this weekend, the Senators beat the Jackets three to two, um, and uh, Washington. I think they finally put the nail in Philly's coffin, winning two one. Uh, it was an overtime game, but there were, there were points where you really thought Philly got it. Yeah, um, and uh, it, it seemed like just the, fi- the final final dash to their playoff dreams. Uh, and you also had the Blackhawks beating the Predators five to three. And on Sunday, the Penguins overcame a three-goal deficit to win 4-3 against Buffalo. Yeah, they were down 3 to nothing at the end of the first. Yes. And they ended up winning in regulation. Yeah. Um, they wound up... Sorry, it's glitching. Um, <laughs> they wound up with goals uh, from... 
Gensel, Melkin, and Schultz, and Connor Sheary. Um, they got two in the second, two in the third. I thought it, I thought it was over at the end of one. Like, well, yeah, I, I mean, mean, like you don't see Buffalo do that a lot, but but remember, Buffalo does not have the great goaltending, right? That um, if they had a good, solid number one goaltender, they'd be a playoff competitor. Yeah, but they don't have that, and their defense is a bit lacking. Yeah. Unfortunately, Tom and I couldn't watch this. We were on our way to Detroit while that game was going on. Um, we went up and saw Adam Savage of Mythbusters uh, in his new traveling show, Brain Candy, uh, where he's paired with Michael Stevens of YouTube fame. It was a good show. It was. Very sciencey. Uh, my son loved it. Absolutely loved it. We got home, and we got home late. He should have been in bed by that point. And he goes running in to find my wife to tell her all about the show and I'm like, buddy, you can tell her one thing. You gotta get to bed. You got school in the morning. But he he just loved it. Uh, really good show. If you guys if it's coming to your city, check it out. Um but so Tom and I couldn't watch the uh Penguins game. Would have liked to the way everything went down, but based on the stat sheet when you told me about it, I glanced at it, it really didn't seem like Pittsburgh was uh was looking to play. No, <laughs> no. It um just looking at, at how it played out, they Probably didn't expect anything from Buffalo. They didn't, didn't expect a hard time, uh, so they just didn't show up for the first period. Um, and you can't take any games off. You can't take 10 minutes off in a game. Right. Or you're going to end up getting bitten. And it's they're just lucky that they were able to put those goals up in the second and third. Yeah. yeah. Um, games to look forward to this week in the NHL. Uh, we got the Bruins taking on the Senators tonight. Um then tomorrow we have the Rangers at the Panthers and the Blues at the Wild. Blues are trying to get back into the mix. They did um, last last night. Yeah, they yeah they snuck back in, but the, I mean they still they're looking to put some distance and make sure they're yeah uh, they. I wouldn't say they're really back. I mean they're in it, but I wouldn't say they're really back in it until they can show that they're past that. You know what was it five six game losing streak? And, yeah, it's five games. Yeah, um, but you know they've. Been in that wild card position pretty much all year. Um, right. I don't see any real reason that they can't stay there. Um, at least nothing from within the team that would stop them. Uh, if Los Angeles goes on a tear, then maybe they sneak in. But again, we don't. Right. We don't know what they're going to do with their goalies. Yeah. If uh, they're going to flip flop them and start one every other game, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll have to see where they go. Um. Nothing really major until Thursday. We get the Caps out at the Sharks, and we get the Predators at the Kings. Um, and then Friday night, we've got the Wild at the Panthers, the Ducks at the Blues, and uh, the Penguins at the Oilers. Um, I, I don't know about that Penguins-Oilers game. It's I just think it's going to be fun. I don't think it really has many playoff implications, but I think yeah. it's going to be fun. I, I guess, yeah. Um because when you look at what Edmonton, Edmonton's been doing, they're trying to build the Penguins. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> that's 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 what they're trying to do out there. Um, Saturday will bring us one, a game that I'm really looking forward to. Um, the Capitals at the Kings. Like that. Uh, Why are you looking forward to that? It has the, poten- the potential to be a pretty good one. If the Kings have finally learned how to score goals, yes. I'm exci- I've been excited to watch Ben Bishop and goal for them. It's been fun so far. Um and then uh, Sunday brings us Wild at Blackhawks. So that yeah. is probably the game of the week as far as that goes. It also brings us the Canadians and the Oilers. Yes, it does. Yes, that should be a good matchup. Does. 
the the red hot canadians if they keep playing like they have been they could carry this winning streak all the way to the end of the week here and then you got a really good matchup against uh probably cam talbot yeah i i don't see why they would uh not start him against a, a first place team yeah um, yeah, a lot of good hockey coming up, and uh, we'll we'll look at the playoff picture on that next week. See what some of these likely matchups are, and yeah, we're getting pretty close now. Yeah, yeah. it's right around the corner. Season ends uh, first week of April. Yep. So, um, all right, we are going to swing it over to the NFL, and I know you're all saying it's the off season. There's nothing to talk about. You're wrong. The uh, you shouldn't the uh, you shouldn't call scouting our listeners com- wrong. The scouting combine the was this weekend. This past week. Yes, it was. And that's all we're going to say about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But much more interesting, I guess, um, is that free agency starts on Thursday. Yeah. So we're going to give a quick rundown of the available free agents and who your team might be interested in. Topping the list, um, I'm going by position. So Kirk Cousins is about the only quarterback on the free agent wire worth a damn. And he has been franchised by... The Redskins. So uh, you, you're forgetting about the eventual release of Tony Romo. I am, but it hasn't happened, so nothing to talk about there. Um, Cousins would be a fine addition to about 12 teams in the league. Um, yeah. There was um, this there was this wild speculation in the middle of the week that there could be a three-way trade between the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Redskins where Kirk Cousins goes to San Fran, draft picks go to Dallas, and Tony Romo goes to Washington. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, not you at all. You don't ever see three-team trades in the NFL. Um, and when you do, it's not for big-name players. It's not for two franchise quarterbacks. Um, I still think that uh, Romo's going to end up uh, going to free agency. I do, too. I think, there's a, I think there's a handshake agreement that he won't sign in Washington if they, if they lose Cousins. I, I feel like they actually are going to lose Cousins. Um, Somebody's got to be willing to give up two first-round draft picks. I think that there are teams out there that would be dumb enough to do that. I don't know, because I mean, the thing is, if you need if you need a quarterback that badly, you're probably picking in the top five. Yeah, but then again, most of the uh, most of the top draft pundits are saying that none of the quarterbacks in this draft class are NFL ready. Right. So why not build the team for the eventuality that you get a quarterback who? Uh, doesn't cost you two first-round picks. Because most of these teams that are in need of a quarterback are in need of a quarterback because they are bad at making these types of decisions. Yeah, looking at you, Cleveland. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think Cousins stays where he is. I think he gets a long-term deal. Um, I do think Romo leaves as well. Uh, I, I think that San Francisco is still trying to get a trade with Washington because I feel like they would really like to have Cousins out there. Yeah to you know get them to seven wins yeah um so much bad football um and the running back market you got Le'Veon Bell who is franchised by the Steelers they're close to a long-term deal from what it sounds like um Jamal Charles who was released by the Chiefs and is coming off major surgery unlikely to get a deal until closer to training camp yeah he's and he's not gonna get money yeah um Isaiah Crowell from the Browns he was given a second round tender um that might be worth it uh yeah yeah, given given that you already have a good offensive line, I'm I'm thinking a team like Minnesota that's worth it. Yeah, um, they do need help. Yeah, at running back, big time. Yeah, uh, because they they, they did not renew Peterson's 
cut, or well, they didn't pick up the option on Peterson's contract, so he is also available. Because Vegas is a gargantuan eighteen million dollar for one year of he's probably going to fumble it four times. Right. Um, yeah. So Peter, Peterson also available. Um, I look for him to get a deal pretty quickly. Um, uh, Houston or New York, probably. I know that he uh, was going to visit New York. Yeah. Allegedly, the Giants were talking. Yeah. Um, the Jets would never make such a savvy decision. Uh, yeah, I, I expect him to land in one of those two spots, uh, going back home to Texas down in Houston or uh, going up to play for the Giants. There is a, a possibility, I think, that he could end up in San Diego, sort of one-two punch with uh, Melvin Gordon. That's Yeah, that's a possibility. I don't know if they want to tie up that much money in two running backs, though. Right. Not that Gordon's making that much, but he's going to be making that much very soon. Yeah. Um, but if I mean, if you just bring in Peterson for a year or two. Yeah. Uh, and the final top-notch running back uh, available, Eddie Lacy, um, he says that he's had talks with the Packers and that the Packers are very open to bringing him back. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. If he doesn't re-sign there, I don't know where he goes. Uh, Maybe Minnesota. And I, this is going to come off, I don't know. Minnesota always wants old Green Bay players. Like, it's there is a pattern. Well, they, they, they take them, and uh, I think it's similar to what, what the pirates do with pitchers they take him they take him in when other teams feel like they're kind of past their prime or or are in declining performance and they hope they can rehabilitate them into the players that they were at the beginning and middle of their careers yeah i don't i i don't know but there's i mean it it there's but, a, there's a line of it you yeah know? but robert it's, ferguson it's worked for the pirates it really hasn't for the vikings no no but you know robert ferguson ryan longwell brett Favre. That one kind of worked out. Yeah. Um, well, Greg Jennings. Uh, there, there's a few guys on the offensive line and on the defensive side too that I'm, I'm forgetting names of right now. But there, there is a history of it. And it seems, uh, it seems like every year. So I think Eddie Lacy might be that player this year since they are in the market for a running back. Yeah. Um, I just don't see him really making a difference anywhere. He's a talented guy. But he, with the way his weight has fluctuated. So I feel like the Packers made the wrong call on that. They should have leaned into it the way the Steelers did with Jerome Bettis's weight. Yeah. They should have been like, gain the weight. Yeah. Um, problem is, he doesn't really have the frame for it. Eh. Um, I think that he, in order to use him the way that you had used him in previous seasons, sort of wheeling out of the backfield every now and then. Well, we don't need to do that anymore because we have Ty Montgomery at, uh, running back full time. Yeah. Um, so lean into the weight thing with Lacey. I, I think that they wouldn't really come to an agreement on that. Like, I don't think that they'd be able to agree on gaining the weight or losing the weight. I don't know. I think Green Bay just says, be whatever weight you want to be. And when they do that, he becomes fat Eddie Lacey, who, you know, bowls through linemen on his way to the end zone in short yardage situations. Are we talking like three touchdowns and five yards? Yeah, we're talking, yeah. The ultimate Jerome Bettis stat line. I just... I don't know. That type of running back is so rare nowadays. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. Uh, I think the last time anybody really tried it was the Titans when they had Lendale White uh, partnered with Chris Johnson. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I, I, Lacey is probably the most intriguing outside of Crowell, um, and obviously the Browns can match any offer on Crowell. So, and they'd be stupid not to. Right. Um, yeah, I think Lacey is the most interesting just because I think there will be teams that want him. Well, there are teams with a need at running back, and even though he's not been stellar he's still one of the top of the crop right yeah it's, it is a weak class of running back in free agency this year so 
Um, I think you're better off going through the draft. Yeah. Uh, Especially with some of the speed these kids have shown. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, you're seeing guys like Fournette and McCaffrey and everything having good combine, and, you know, I think the combine is whatever. I, I don't think it's that important. Look it's, at the player's career. Yeah, well, it's in, it's important for the reasons you listed the other week. Right. For all the teams getting to see them at the same time. Right, and I, yeah, and I completely, but, like, you know, I don't think they need to go through all the workouts and bull crap like that. I don't think these teams should be judging them on how fast they ran a 40 without any pads on. Right. So, um Wide receivers, uh, this is a good free agent class of wide receivers. Tyler Gabriel from the Falcons, he's restricted, so he's likely not going anywhere. Deshaun Jackson still has his speed. Elshon Jeffrey, that big frame, yeah. is going to be useful to a lot of teams. Brandon Marshall released by the Jets. First time in his career he's going to be a free agent. He's um, he's going to make a decent amount of money. Oh, he's going to make, yeah. And, People are going to take a, a, a flyer on him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Terrell Pryor from the Browns and Kenny Stills from the Dolphins. That's a good crop of wide receivers to have your pick from. Um, Brandon Marshall wants to go to a contender. Yeah. So I'd... I would look for him to be in talks with the Steelers, the Ravens. Um, I don't think the Patriots because he does the inside the NFL every week, and I don't think Belichick's oh, yeah. the kind of guy that's going to let him disappear for two days. Right. Um, um you know, out west, maybe Arizona replacing Michael Floyd if he feels like the you know that last year was a blip. Yeah, um, the Forty ers should really take a look at him. They should, but they won't be a contender, so I doubt he'll sign. Right. Um, I look for Deshaun Jackson to maybe head back to the Eagles, maybe up to the Giants. Um, I think he's going to stick in the NFC East. He's just going to hit that hole. Hit the division. division. Yeah. Um, Elshon Jeffrey, I you know maybe Minnesota. Like I think Minnesota is going to be very active this year. I think they need to be if they want to uh, make things work with yeah. Sam Bradford as they appear to really want to. Yeah. Um, like another possibility for Jeffrey is Detroit. Yeah. Um, they need to make it work, too. They need to do something about just about everything. Yeah. And it's, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who was a Lions fan, and he, he said it's embarrassing the way Green Bay has had these breakdowns the last three seasons. He said, it's embarrassing being a Lions fan and watching them fail to take advantage of it every single year. Yeah, they they did so well for that part of the season where Green Bay was faltering, but then Green Bay started winning those games again, and the Lions started losing games. Yeah. I don't know why. They were all winnable games. Right. I don't think that Detroit is out of any game that it plays. No, no, not really. I mean, the... The one Packers game, but even then, they still wound up making it a one-touchdown game by the end. Yeah. Even though they were down three scores at one point, they still made it a one-touchdown game. Now, it wasn't a winnable game from that point, you know, but they got back into it. Um, yeah, it's they they always seem like they're that one player away on each side of the ball. Like, they need a playmaking linebacker, and they need a big-bodied receiver right now. Yep, and there are plenty of linebackers. A real running back might make a difference, too, because they're not using Theo Riddick correctly. Well... I think sparingly is the correct way to use him. Uh, he's a third down back to me. He's Darren Sproles. Yeah. He's a slightly larger Darren Sproles. Yeah, he's a third down guy, change of pace. Um, he can catch out of the backfield, but they rely on that way too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they need to address those things. Uh, the tight end position as well for them has been... Well, I think Ebron will get it together. Uh, he's had three years. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are two there are two tight ends out there that I think are better than Ebron right now that I think Detroit would be smart to target. Uh, Martellus Bennett coming off his season with the Patriots yeah. and Jared Cook coming off his season with the Packers. Yeah, I would if I were the Lions, I would definitely target Martellus Bennett. Yeah. Um because he's 
he's the the guy that you would want to have been sort of the replacement for Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Um, Big, really good hands. Um, can sort of be that go-to if everything else falls apart. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the early word on, on those two guys, uh, Bennett is drawing interest from the Raiders and the Jaguars after the Jaguar, Jaguars traded Julius Thomas to the Dolphins. Right. Um, I got to think, if you're picking between those two teams, you got to go with the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Um, um, however, um, you know, is there a place for him in New England? Who knows? Uh, I think that they would make a place for him. I know that they've still got Gronk, and he's still, you know, Gronky and all that. Um, but they could still use another tight end. Yeah. Yeah, um, they definitely could. I just, I don't know. I don't I don't think he's going back. I, that's um, That's just my... My hunch, I guess. Right. Uh, no, I don't I, think he's I, going back. Somebody's going to throw too much money at him, and that's not the Patriot way. They don't throw money at people. Yeah. So he's going to get a huge offer from Oakland or, you know, from the Jets or something like that, and he's going to have to take it. Um, Jared Cook, uh, the Packers are putting on the full press. Yeah. They want him back, and I can see why. Um, during his injury this past season, they were 1-6. That's not a good record. They finished ten and six. So you tell me. Uh, <laughs> so it was all him. Yeah. No. It it op- it opened up the field. Yeah. You know, having having Jordy Nelson, Devonte Adams, and Cook, it opened up the field. Um, you know, Randall Cobb had his injury issue, so putting Cook in the slot was a big help for them. He's gonna get money though. Oh yeah, and I think this is a time where Ted Thompson will open up the wallet and spend a little. Um, it looks like Green Bay is going to have close to twenty million in room this year. Uh, so just give it all to Cook. So uh, he'll probably command about seven to eight million. So not you know not too high a price to pay, especially when it's rumored that they're going to lot, let a lot uh, let a lot of other guys walk. Yeah, they 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 probably will. Um, you know, they, it, they've showed interest in bringing back three guys: Lacey, Cook, and Nick Perry, and those are really the only three that they've shown. A desire to keep. Yeah. The question is, if somebody gives Cook ten million, I don't think anyone will. So I don't think it's. And I think another part of it is, I think he wants to come back. I think he he believes that Green Bay is his best chance to win a Super Bowl. Um. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I mean, because you you look at the other teams. Seattle has Jimmy Graham. Yeah. New England has Gronkowski. Uh, Pittsburgh seems content with Ladarius Green. Well, we've they've the also Chiefs got have Kelsey. Uh, They've also got Jesse James, too, so it's, right. they have the different situational tight ends. Right. So, you know, the, I mean, the Cowboys are maybe the only team that would lure him away, but he's in his 30s, too, so why yeah. would they replace Witten with a 30-year-old? So, it, you know, most, uh, most of the topper, uh, the, top, the top echelon teams, they, they're not in the market for the tight end. Um, I, th- I think, though, in some cases you, uh, you, you take a chance on upgrading even if it's, you know, just in the short term. Right. But and also a lot of these teams are close to the cap too. Yeah. So, you know, Pittsburgh's not gonna have the money to give these guys once Actually, they start they have a surprising amount of money. They won't once they re sign Le'Veon Bell though. That's the that's the problem. They'll just backload it and kick the cap number down the line year after year like they do all the time. Like they did with Rossesberger and Ward and Palomalu. Yeah. Yeah. Until they're paying guys after they're retired. Yeah. Hey, it worked for the Diamondbacks. It did. They Indeed. did get a championship out of that. <laughs> that one championship. Are they done paying him? 
They've paid off all their 2001 contracts. Okay. As of like, I think, two or three years ago. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. So now they can buy a bunch more players. I was well, hoping they would the year that they, like, I read that they had paid off all of the 2001 contracts. I'm like, sweet, that means they can buy another one. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> go do it. Yeah. <laughs> They tried, but they spent on the wrong pitcher. They picked they picked Grinky and not Kershaw. Right. Uh, Grinky's not looking bad so far this year, though. Yeah. No, he's only he's only had one outing in spring, but uh, he looked good. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, if he can stay healthy and uh, we can get some good defense behind him, did you I wind up getting can... a package? Uh, no, not yet. No. I, I've just done the um, I have the the MLB at bat yeah. app, so I can follow. Like the the game day and stuff like that in the audio. I haven't decided yet whether I want to do the um, MLB TV package so that I can watch stuff on my phone. And uh, I think I probably will because I can watch it on my phone. I can also watch it on my TV. I've got the yes. the Roku built into my TV, so they have a, an app for Roku. So that means you know when and if I'm actually at home during a game, I can watch it right. there as well. What's the price? What's the pricing difference? Well, oh, that's a, no, that's the good thing about being a D-backs fan out here. Yeah, the You'll, majority of the they'll games. all be on when you get home. Yeah, <laughs> your wife's gonna get sick of you watching baseball when you come home every night, but they'll be on. Yeah. Uh, but what's the price difference between the the team only versus the whole league? I think it was like a thirty dollar difference. I think it was like eighty something dollars for the for a single team versus a hey, hundred. That's, that's only fifty cents a game. Yeah, there yeah. You go. and then. Uh, I think it was like 115, 117, something like that. I want to say yeah. for the full. Um, if you can envision yourself sitting down and watching a Cubs Mets game, <laughs> it's worth it. If you can't envision yourself doing it, then it's probably not. Depends but, on how many Diamondbacks games I actually get to watch. If it's a thing where like I haven't watched any baseball in two weeks, and this is what's on. Well, then that's what I'm going to watch. Right. But if it's a matter of well, I've watched a Diamondbacks game every day this week. They just don't happen to be playing today. I think I can live without this other game. Right. Just kind of depend. Yeah. Uh, I've still got a little bit of time to decide. If, I'll, I'll I'll figure it out before the the fit, the season actually begins because they're not broadcasting any spring training stuff anyway. Your, so on your days off and you need a, a something to nap to, <laughs> it works really well. If you if you happen to find baseball boring, which I don't though, because I watch and I get invested and I, I start thinking like I start sitting there going, okay, well what you know I'm not just watching pitcher throw the ball at the batter i'm sitting there thinking okay well if uh what, what kind of pitch would i throw right now he's, he's thrown two fastballs already would he would he throw the curve right now now his curve hasn't really been on point today i don't know maybe maybe you should go for the change up right now or yeah. you know what oh no you know what i think the batter's gonna be expecting the change up. i think he should go ahead and throw that third heater like i i get into it yeah I, I get into it and get invested and my brain starts cranking away and there's no sleeping i get that way when i'm watching the cubs or when i'm watching a good game yeah um if i'm sitting at home on a sunday the Cubs are a late game. They're not on right now. Whatever. I got nothing going on. I turn on the TV and it's Reds Brewers. I will be asleep by the third inning. <laughs> That's why baseball I will, was invented. I will though. be asleep by the third inning of a Reds Brewers game. That's why they came up with the concept no doubt of in my baseball. Mind. <laughs> Sunday afternoon naps. No doubt in my mind, I would be asleep. Now, you know that might be a little bit different if like Matt Garz is pitching for the Brewers. You know, you know, at least I can watch watch a good pitching performance or something. But you know. Two nobodies for these guys pitching, and you know they're they're terrible rosters. I'm out. Or you know, a uh, 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 Rockies uh, Any, White Sox game. A Rockies anybody right. game. A Rockies White Sox game. I'm gonna be asleep. There's no way I'm gonna be able to stay up more than two three innings. But uh, for the most part, I, I can turn on any game, and I'll get into it like Eric will, like that. You know, wondering, you know, what would I do in this situation, or you know, screaming because the manager hasn't pulled the pitcher after uh, <laughs> after five walks. Yeah. <laughs> so 
back into the football free agency really quickly, we do have two more players that I wanted to talk about. Yeah? Yes. Uh, number one, Dantari Poe, nose tackle for the Chiefs. He's going to be a very rich man, and he's going to be able to pick whatever team he wants. Yes. Yes, he is. Well, I mean, up to a certain point. Yeah. Teams are not going to break the bank just for him, um, but he'll get a hefty chunk of change. Yes. Um, Ted Thompson, if you're listening, if ever there was a time to open your wallet to a free agent that hasn't already played for your team, now is that time. I don't think Ted Thompson is listening. You don't know. You don't You won't have any idea who those 352 people are. We're on uh, Google Play Music in the podcast directory now, so that's we're right, pretty everybody. much available to we're Google. anybody, anywhere. We're this close to ruling the world. This close. He's holding his fingers very close together. <laughs> they don't need, I'm just telling you. I don't think that he should be doing that. I don't think we're that close to ruling the world. They don't know about the hypnotic undertones that we're including in the show. They do now. Yeah. Join the Navy. Join the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the other one I want to talk about, Stephon Gilmore, the cornerback from the Bills. Yeah. Best cornerback available. I know Darrell Revis is out there, but he sucks now. No. <laughs> He's going to sign somewhere as a safety. Uh, Gilmore is another one, Ted Thompson, if you're listening. Uh, but, no, Gilmore, I think, uh, very likely to wind up um, – Probably out with the Raiders or potentially with the Seahawks. I know they had the uh, injury to Lane last year in the playoff game, so they're probably going to be looking for a replacement for him. Yeah, they and they need some depth yeah. in their backfield, yeah, their defensive backfield, rather. Um, so I think those are two landing spots for him. Um, you know, teams that could use him, there's probably about 20 of them. Um, I don't think he's going to resign in Buffalo, but watch on Thursday. I'll be proven wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he would definitely help in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then just a uh, quick other guys who are out there. I don't think we went too in-depth on them. TJ Lang coming off an injury. Russell Okun coming off an injury. Clayus Campbell, Jason Pierre-Paul, Kwan Short, who has been franchised. Uh, Pierre-Paul is franchised, too. Dante Hightower for the Patriots. Melvin Ingram for the Chargers. Chandler Jones franchised by the Cardinals. Julius Peppers, Nick Perry. Lawrence Timmons from the Steelers. Intriguing. Uh, Demarcus Ware, also intriguing. Uh, Tremaine Johnson, franchised by the Rams. Tony Jefferson from the Cardinals. And Micah Hyde from the Packers, who plays a hybrid defensive position. Very valuable to a lot of teams. So uh, the two Cardinals players, uh, Campbell and Jefferson, unlikely to be re-signed by the team. Right. I don't don't know what the Cardinals are doing, but it doesn't seem like they're trying to build a winning team at this point. They've still got Patrick Peterson, Teron Matthew... They're going to have Chandler Jones back. They're they're making the right moves. Jefferson, I'd like to see him re-sign, but letting go of Calais Campbell at this point is not a huge deal. I don't know. I just They seem a little lost to me. That's just because they don't have a quarterback situation figured out past Carson Palmer. That's And when a team doesn't have that figured out, they're going to look a little lost. Your Steelers are going to be in the same boat in two years if they don't address the quarterback situation now. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that's And that's all it is. It's just they don't have a quarterback plan. So they look a little dis, you know, disjointed, but it's going to work itself out once they figure that out. So, um, so that's it for a free agency preview. Uh, we'll talk about all the moves that get made over the weekend when we're back on Monday. Um, probably a lot of big deals, multi-million dollar contracts thrown at people, guys that don't deserve it. Um, hey, I don't deserve it. Give me some money. So there's not a position in football like there is in baseball where I say I'll be the guy that eats up innings. Like there's nothing like that in football. 
just because the concussion risk isn't worth being, you know, saying I'll be the guy in the practice squad that your linebacker gets to tee off on every day. There's just there's no position like that. Baseball is really the only sport where you can be like, give me less than minimum and I'll throw 80 pitches a game when we're down 14 to one. We know we're gonna lose. I give zero craps about my arm. Right, but you would have to be in the in the union, and the union would give craps about your arm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like they couldn't stop me from going out there. They could stop the team from letting you go out there. I don't think uh, I don't think they have enough power to do that. Because I mean, if they did, you would have starting pitchers being benched in early September. And you don't, so. Maybe you don't. No, my team's in the playoff hunt. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Speaking of teams in the playoff hunt, it is time for our NL East preview. Yay. Like, we need music. We, uh, I, was, I was like, yeah. were you hitting free for some Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So this kicks off the second half of our baseball preview for the year. Um, and we're going to start the NL East with the Atlanta Braves. They were 68-93 last year. Uh, they are managed by Brian Snichter, who went 59-65 and as interim manager before being named full-time manager. Uh, key additions for them, uh, the big one right out of the gate was Sean Rodriguez, but now he's injured from a car wreck. So he is likely out for the first half of the season, if not all year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't really expect him to be any contribution when he comes back either. Yeah, no. He was an off-the-bench player utility guy in pittsburgh yeah yeah he and well and then they made a couple other moves that are going to make it pretty difficult for him to get on the you know get on the field um they signed utility man emilio bonifacio uh they acquired micah johnson in a trade and they acquired brandon phillips in a trade from the reds so when he comes back it's going to be difficult to get on the field for him um they did also add kurt suzuki behind the plate and r.a dickey and bartolo cologne to their rotation um this is a team that is returning Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swanson, Ender Encarnte, uh, Matt Kemp, and Nick Markakis. They're probably going to be bad again. Yeah, maybe slightly less bad, but still bad. Yeah. Um, I expect. I fully expect them to be in the basement of the NL East again this year. Um, they only finished three games behind the Phillies, but I think the Phillies did more to get better this year. Um, the Phillies were 71-91 and last year under uh, Pete McCannon. Uh, he's 155 and 185 over his career. They added quite a bit uh, that can that can help them. Uh, Howie Kendrick, Pat Neshek, Clay Buckholtz, Michael Saunders, and Chris Coughlin. Uh, they did lose Charlie Morton, Ryan Howard, Peter Borges, and A.J. Ellis, but Ellis was a backup. Borges was kind of pushed out towards the end of the year, and now they got Saunders and Coughlin, so not a big deal there. And Ryan Howard has not been the same player for a long, long time. No. Um, they'll be better. They might. They might uh, scratch 500. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, that's uh, what that's 11 game improvement. So maybe not that good, but I do believe they'll be better. Uh, plus five or six, maybe. Yeah, at least yeah. I, I think. Um, you know, they're they're bringing back Mark Appel, Cameron Rupp, Andre Blanco, uh, Mikhail Franco, Freddie Galvis, and Odubel Herrera. So um, good core coming back. Uh, don't think it's enough to challenge even for the third spot in the East, but. Um, they should they should have some good stretches this year, and it's a lot. To, they should have a lot to build on going forward to next season. Yeah. Um, which, as a Cubs fan, I know how frustrating it is to continually be looking forward to next season. Um, yep. The Miami Marlins finished third, seventy nine and eighty two, uh, under Don Mattingly. 
525 and 445 in his first year. Uh, they looked like they were cruising towards a wild card spot until the uh, untimely death of uh, Jose Fernandez. Yeah. Um, so he is definitely listed among their key losses, along with Andrew Kashner and Fernando Rodney. Um, the team added Brad Ziegler, A.J. Ellis, Jeff Locke, Edison Volquez, and Dan Straley to go with uh, J.T. Remuto, uh, D. Gordon, Adini Hechevarria, Marcelo Zuna, Giancarlo Stanton, Ichiro, and Christian Yellick. So I think they – I know how last year ended. I know they finished three games under or whatever, you know. I think they have a shot this year uh, to challenge for at least the wild card, if not the division. Well, yeah. Um, I feel like they can get the wild card. Um, they're going to have to avoid the bad stretches, Yeah, obviously. Um, Which they did a pretty good job of last year until – Yeah, um, but they need to, I guess, just – I don't know. It, it'll be tough for them because of what's ahead of them, but they won't be out of it, right? At the very least, yeah. They they are looking to chase down the Mets in second place at eighty-seven and seventy-five. Uh, Terry Collins returns for them nine twenty-five and nine twenty-five over his career. So look for them to go eighty-one and eighty-one. Uh, I will look for that indeed. Uh, they did not add anything at all. Uh, key losses: John Neese, Bartolo Colon, Kelly Johnson. Uh, I they, don't think that Nice is a particular loss. No. Uh, they did bring back Ioannis Cespedes, uh, and then obviously the pitching rotation, DeGrom, Harvey, Matt, Syndergaard. They got Lucas Duda, Jose Reyes, Neil Walker, Jay Bruce, Curtis Granderson all coming back. So, uh, And don't forget Tim Tebow. Um, so, uh, But I've been trying so hard to do exactly that. But they don't want you to forget him. I wonder, once he washes out of baseball, what section of uh, – NBC's pro sports talk, are they going to talk about him on? I thought you were going to say, what section of Lowe's is he going to be working? <laughs> I thought he was going to ask about the NBA D-League if he'd start there and try to get back into sports. He might have some shooty hoops abilities. We don't know. No, he doesn't. Um, the Mets are probably the biggest threat to the Nationals. Yeah. Um, if the pitching rotation can stay healthy this year, if Harvey can get back to what he was, uh, I, I see them being a big thorn in the side of the Nationals for the whole year. Um those Nationals finished 95 and 67 under Dusty Baker, who is 1,725 and 1,540 in his career. That's a career that you know spans time managing the Giants, the Cubs, the Reds, and the Nats. I just um, love the the stat lines on these uh, on these tenured uh, managers. Yep. Thousands of wins, thousands of losses. Doing it for years. Uh, key additions for them: the big one, Adam Eaton. Uh, got him in that trade with the White Sox. Over the winter. Uh, also added Adam Lind at first base and Matt Wieters behind the plate to replace the departing Wilson Ramos. They also lost Matt Latos, Mark Melanson, and Matt Belial. Um, obviously not huge losses when you consider that they have Chio Gonzalez, Max, Max Serger, Steven Strasburg, Anthony Rendon, Ryan Zimmerman, Jason Wirth, and of course, Bryce Harper. Yeah. Um, I do feel like their biggest loss was probably Melanson. Oh, definitely. Uh, but they only had him for part of the year. Yeah. Um, um, I would have done everything I could to re-sign him. Well, I think that they did. I just think... Well, I would have tried harder. They didn't try hard enough because he's... I mean, there were reports that he was re-signing and then, boom, yeah. the Giants had him. I so. mean, you, you keep him for the whole season and that's like 50, 60 saves, 70 saves right there. Yeah. I mean, they weren't hurting for it, though. Anyway, I mean, yeah, he boosted their team, but they weren't really hurting for the saves. No, um, not with all the offense they have. Right. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think they're the favorites to win. Uh, they're my pick to win the NL East this year. 
I'm 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 looking for the Mets to bounce back. Yeah. All right. It's on the day. It's on David to pick the Marlins uh, yeah. when he. I mean, I. It's it's a toss up between the Mets and and the Nationals. So and you, you think Harvey and Degrom and Syndergaard will all be top notch again this year? Yeah. Yeah. I think that their you know their pitching will get back to uh, top of the line, and you know that was really what carried them two years ago. Right. Right. I don't see why it can't do it again. Um, now, uh, do you think that the winner of this division, we asked this with the NLS and the answer was no, do you think the winner of this division can really seriously challenge the Cubs? Uh, yeah, I I think that, that the top teams in this division can. I actually tend to agree with you because they have the pitching that the West, aside from Kershaw, really doesn't. And even then, the Cubs got the Kershaw. Yeah, um, and I mean, we still can't count out... Uh, some of the other teams you know every year there's a there's a team that just clicks right right um yeah i I do i do believe that the uh the team that comes out of the east could challenge the cubs uh we'll get into obviously we've got two more divisions to go we got the al central and the nl central over the next two weeks and after that we'll make our world series picks oh boy um so well eric already made his what's he gonna do that episode well he's still gonna he's still gonna reiterate it he's still gonna pick an (laughs) al team oh yeah yeah. so we gotta pick wild card Got to pick who the Diamondbacks are going to beat in the World Series. Well, you just said they were going to go. You didn't say they were going to win, so you still I've, haven't. Uh, it's a couple of weeks into spring now, and I've seen uh, seen them play a couple of games, and I'm ready to bump up that prediction to winning. He's seen them steadily jog through a couple of games. Well, it is spring training. You don't want to you don't want to blow out everything in in oh, the preseason. Man. So I have something that I kind of wanted to talk about on air, but I have literally no idea if my in laws listen to the show. <laughs> My in-laws live in Mesa, where the Cubs have spring training. Ah, uh, ah! Uh. Every single year, spring training, I'm like, we should go during the kids' spring break and whatever, and <laughs> we never get around to it. And I don't get to get out there, but we did it's get to nice go by. Yeah, too. we did get to go by Sloan Park the last time I was out there. It's it's gorgeous. And I've seen a few of the other spring training places, and they they built it to be better than the rest because yep. theirs is the theirs is the newest out of the. It was the newest. The 30th. Who got? I think uh, I think the Diamondbacks won when they moved up from Tucson became the newest because when the Cubs won, I'm trying to remember now. Well, the Cubs I have been they, in Sloan Park, but they renovated everything that. You yeah, know, yeah, they rebuilt so. everything, but I think the next year is when they built uh, Salt River Flats oh, okay. for. I, I want to say it was the following year. Okay. Because uh, the Diamondbacks used to do spring training in Tucson. Right. And now they do spring training in Phoenix. Well, Scottsdale technically, but right. um, basically they don't go anywhere. You know, I, nice. I didn't know that they had done that. That's cool. I kind Salt of, River Flats is a nice facility as well. Yeah. It is a very nice facility. I kind of feel a little bad for the teams that do their spring training in Arizona because some years it's just way hotter than it is down in Florida. And they don't, so, and they don't have a beach to go to on no. off days like the guys in Florida do. They can, they can go down to Tempe Town Pond. I mean, yeah. lake and uh, enjoy the scenic sewage water. The extremely dark, questionably dark water, considering <laughs> that it's it's brought in. Like the water's brought in there. It doesn't flow naturally because that section of the river is dry. Yeah, <laughs> they've been trying to clean it up. I mean, they keep trying, but uh. it's just not. It's just not good. <laughs> You're just washing more clay off the bottom and churning it up, and that's what's going to happen. But yeah, so we we always talk about going out there for spring training, and you know, I'd lo- I'd like to more than just going to you know the Cubs facility. I would like to you know catch all the different ones that are out there that are you know reasonable dri- driving distance, which I think most of them are. Everything's within uh, 
45 minute drive of each other right with the freeways especially if you're going on the weekends i mean if you try to go you know if you're trying to make that drive during a weekday during rush hour either morning or afternoon then it's going to take longer but yeah. even from all the way from glendale out to um i think the the furthest one from there is uh the A's facility, I want to say, and that's like, like what in... four miles away. No, it's. I mean, it's a it's a pretty good distance. I mean, you forget how sprawled uh, the Phoenix metro area is. Uh, at one point, when I was living there, I had a fifty mile one way trip to work from where I lived to where I worked, and it was all still considered part of the Phoenix metro area. Yeah, from Chandler, I was working in. I was living in Chandler, working in. Uh, it wasn't technically Glendale, but it was almost in Glendale. It was technically in Phoenix, but almost Glendale, basically. Yeah. Um, Why do so many people there? live where the sun is literally in your pants? <laughs> yeah. It's the warm, tingly sensation. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Phoenix is in top six of land for a metro area. Yeah, well, it just keeps sprawling instead of building up. That's why we don't have any of these huge skyscrapers. Like, the downtown area has, like, four skyscrapers. Yeah. Right. And, and even those are... I, I want to say the tallest one is like 50 or 60 stories. When I went there, I sure. I was agog at the lack of two-story buildings. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, houses, you you can have two-story if you want, but why bother? You can just have it bigger one-story, and right. you still have a huge yard and everything because you're they just keep moving out and out and out because there's just nothing around. Right. <laughs> so you might as well just keep spreading. And so the sprawl has I do, gotten to the point where it's like huge. I do really loathe urban sprawl. <laughs> yeah, we um, so we you know we talk about going out there to see my wife's family every year and whatever. Some years we do, some years we don't. It's been kind of an every other thing. So I've been going out there regularly since two thousand nine, I think. And uh, every literally every time I go, the Diamondbacks are on a road trip. It's not they a joke. It. They plan it. They see literally every time. Advance. Like yeah, this guy, this guy's coming. It's it's unreal. I've been out there for two weddings, a graduation, all sorts of stuff, just to visit. Every single time, the D-backs are on at a, are, are on this huge away trip. So we've been talking about going this year, or next year, and 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 I'm definitely making sure before we plan the trip, I'm getting the Diamondback schedule out, and I'm saying pulling it up right now. Look, we're going. Look here. Yeah, 2017 schedule here. I'm going to see because I'm going to be in Phoenix uh, over Memorial Day weekend. So I'm going to take a quick look here and see if I would have a chance to say. I probably won't because I'll be going to Phoenix Comic Con. So that's going to take priority over a baseball game. Right. In a stadium that I've been to many times. Um, Actually, no. uh, They will not be in town. They will be at home the first day I'm there. But later than I will be flying in. so Uh, Or earlier than uh, I will be flying in. Uh, and then they go on a road trip. They go well, to Milwaukee and then uh, here to Pittsburgh. Well, you can you can catch <laughs> you can catch the game out the airplane window. Yeah, as yeah. you fly over. I, if they have the roof open, I can. And yeah. in May they might still. So you never know. Uh, but yeah, starting on the twenty fifth, they go on a six game road trip at the Brewers for four games or seven game road trip. Sorry, for four games at the Brewers and three games at the Pirates. To close out, so they May. come to the Midwest while you're leaving the Midwest. In fact, after that, they go to Florida for four games, so they're not back in Phoenix until uh, June sixth. Yeah. So, but that doesn't matter to me because I would be I'll be leaving on the thirty first anyway. So, right. I'll be there between the twenty fourth and the thirty first, and they have precisely one game on the twenty fourth at twelve forty in the afternoon. Nice. It happens to be a weekday afternoon game. <laughs> what do I what do I do on Mother's Day? Maybe we'll go surprise my mother in law. No. What Mother's Day is the fourteenth. Yeah. They are uh they are in town. They are in All Phoenix. Right. Uh the pirates are in town. Not that she listens to this show. 
On Mother's Day specifically. Day after go. is uh, Mets are in town. Yeah, it's you know. But yeah, that's right in the middle of a long homestand for them, actually. Uh, maybe we'll go. Su- maybe Tigers maybe we'll Pirates. go surprise her. It's just an excuse for me to go to a Diamondbacks <laughs> game because they're never home when I'm out there. There you go. There you go. Well, if if you pick Mother's Day weekend, then uh, good job because right. they will be in town. You can watch the Pirate, and you have your choice between the Pirates or the Mets if you go on Sunday or Monday. Yeah. Now so you can pretty- watch a good team play a bad team, or a bad team play an even worse team. Right. And I'm pretty sure this is an off year for us going out there. We got other vacation plans and whatnot. So, but maybe we'll do it. maybe we'll do it next year and we'll get lucky. I don't know. So, well, they put the schedule out pretty pretty far in advance. They so do. It, it actually the to... past two years has come out while the playoffs have still been going on. That's so, wild. Yeah. It's just out of this world to me that they. I mean, I know they have to make a 162 game schedule for 30 teams, but do they start right after they release the schedule from the? previous year or? i mean you gotta think about all the all the tech uh, you know I mean, technical a lot of it, stuff that goes into it a like, lot of it uh figures itself out you know yeah because like um i know with the nfl they because i mean these buildings are are publicly owned they're not yeah they're not owned by the team so if they have other engagements booked you know these guys have to schedule around that and that's why there was one year uh the city of pittsburgh had screwed up and booked three consecutive things on saturdays and so the Steelers couldn't use the fields on Sundays, so they wound up with a three-game road stretch and then didn't have another home game until after their bye week because they screwed up with scheduling with the county or yeah. whoever runs the stadium. I find that weird. You'd think considering... when you only play one game a week, you could figure that stuff out. Yeah. Well, also, uh, University of Pittsburgh plays at Heinz Field as well. I don't understand how they gave both the college and pro teams a three-game Road trip. Well, I think it was later on in the year. Oh, after yeah. after the college season. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's uh, it it happens quite a bit, and you know, like U two is playing a stadium series this year. They're doing it during the summer mostly, but those are the kind of things that you got to look at. Yeah. I'm actually seeing them in Heinz Field. Well, bully for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are the things you got to kind of look at and schedule around, and that's why teams in the NBA and NHL do their big road trips every year because the circus comes to town, or for the Spurs, the rodeo comes to town, you know, that sort of thing. Well, the circus won't be coming to town no more. Nope, no more circus. Goodbye, but circus. you got the Disney on ice and the other things on ice and all those things. So those take up different arenas. and yeah other acts and whatnot so we do not have a closing segment for the show why don't we have a closing segment for the show um well because that was david's job i don't think that was i'm just passing the, passing it off uh, for you we have to find an escape goat have we talked about <laughs> let, me, let me cue up the screaming goat uh, sound have we goat talked about sounds the like he needs yet? to escape have you done that i don't believe so but i mean there's really not anything to say with those kind of state i mean it's a, it's beautiful. It's being torn down well before its time. But is it, are they tearing it down? I thought it was going to stay. Pro- as a no, concert it, yeah, it's probably going to stay as a concert venue. Um, which it is very, it is very good from concerts uh, for concerts. From what I've heard, Gesundheit. <laughs> Thank you. Eric's soul just escaped. No goat, but escaping soul anyway. Yeah, maybe an escape soul. <laughs> good job. Oh, we could do a top ten list off the top of our heads. That could be fun. An what? escape soul, would that be made by Ford or by uh, Kia? It's a combination. They uh, ah. joined yeah, forces. Yeah, kind of like, well, like when uh, 
when Chrysler and Mitsubishi teamed up. Chrysubishi? Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, so the top ten things you guys are thinking about right now. <laughs> I don't know. What's your top ten list? Nine be? of them are boobs. Nine? I'm trying to figure out where the odd one is. There goes our PG rating. <laughs> Thanks. I'm still trying to figure out why it's an odd number. Right? Man. I'm gonna you were thinking resting. about Total Recall, weren't you? Yep. Yeah. Total Recall was in there. Yeah. There's the odd one. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, let's see. Top ten things you miss about MySpace. Shouldn't it be a top six? Bing. Hey. <laughs> top ten things Tom misses about MySpace. Um, I never had one. That's right. Tom is too young for MySpace. <laughs> I'm not too young for MySpace. I, I never had one. Um, I did. I had a MySpace. I had it all decked out, too. Yeah. With uh, I, I had it all uh, Diamondbacks-themed. Yeah. Because they've changed it now. You can't do the personalization and actually go in and do the coding and everything. But back when you could. The amazing thing is that there's still <laughs> a now to MySpace. Yeah. It still exists. It's mostly used for – there's, like, a lot of uh, music on it now. Like uh, – Indie groups basically use it to distribute their music, and that's pretty much it. People don't use it as an like an individual social network anymore. But they found themselves a little niche with the with the music, so that's why it is still a thing. Whatever happened to Zanga? I don't know. What that it's is. still out there. Um, oh, I don't think I can get into my page anymore. Victor, can you get into your page? <laughs> He's out there. He had one. I don't know what that it, is. It's I might be too old for Zanga, whatever that is. You are. Uh, I'm trying it's to think. It's sort of a personal blog. I was like... Like it was like if you smushed uh, WordPress and MySpace together. It's like Blogspot or Blogger. Yeah, but before those. But for teenagers. Like only teenagers. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. That's what that is. It's um, it pretty horrible. So it's uh, what Tumblr is now, is what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, kind of. <laughs> I get, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, no, I, I did have my MySpace all decked out with a Dimebacks theme. I had a cool, like, uh, um, I did it right when they changed the colors. I, I had a nice red, and, you know, I went with the Sedona red background, and I had, like, stripes, and then, like, baseball themed, like, all my little buttons had a little baseball on them that spun when you hovered over them, like the baseball spun. Can I just say that Sedona red can go away forever? <laughs> Sedona Red. I'll say, but this was uh, back in the day Sedona. before they all had Sedona Red. Yeah, well, this was, yeah, it was more of a, it was a new thing at this time. But yeah, yeah I had it all decked out, and then they were like, eh, we're going to do away with the customization. It's just a normal page like Facebook now. I'm like, well, I have a Facebook already, so I guess I don't need this. Right. All right. So I figured out what our top 10 is going to be. It's going to be my top 10 NBA logos. Go for it. And I'll tell you why you're wrong. Well, that's rude. <laughs> I didn't say you would be wrong. I just said, you know, if you're wrong, he's going to be wrong. I'll tell you why you're wrong. So rude. Uh, number 10. Number 10. I'm actually going to start. You can't start with number one. That's I don't know. I'm going to start off by telling you what the absolute worst one is, and it's the L.A. Clippers. Are you talking about the one that looks like the smiley face? I'm talking about the one that's just the stupid L.A. inside of the C inside of the basketball. Well, it says it does what it says on the tin. It's terrible. And we'll put a picture on Facebook of this particular logo because I think it's just so awful. Um, I like 
a clipper is a type of boat. Yeah. Why don't they use that as a logo? Because they're terrible. Boats are cool. Because boats are really bad at basketball. Have you ever seen a boat play basketball? Exactly. Just once. <laughs> and it was terrible. <laughs> Just once. Number 10, the Chicago Bulls. So low? Yeah. Come on, man. It's classic. It's good, but it's not great. It never needs updating. Um, I do miss their old... So you guys should all get on YouTube and look up the 1990s intro for the Chicago Bulls because it's yes. hilarious. Uh, computer computer graphics from the 90s making running bulls. I loved that it's intro. just amazing. Um, and obviously this, you know, this logo for me brings back a bunch of memories from when I was a kid because, you know, the bulls were so prominent back then. Everybody was a bulls fan. Yes. Um, Even I was a bulls fan, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was a Jordan fan is what it came down to. Right. And so I had the bulls jersey. I had the Jordan jersey. I even had that, what is it, 45? Yeah. I even had the 45 jersey at one point. Nice. Did you become uh, a Wizards fan? I did not. Oh. <laughs> that, I, I didn't go that far. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. At one point, I got people got mad at me because I was wearing my Bulls Jordan jersey, and I had a son's hat on. People were like, you can't have two different teams. And so I'm like, I don't care. I don't actually follow the sport. I just I like this player, and right. I live in Phoenix. I would Somebody have, gave me this hat. <laughs> I would have been mad at the garish color combination. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what it Actually, me my, off. my uh my jersey was just one of the black ones. Like it was just black with white trim. It was one of the like alternate, not yeah, one of yeah. the actual play jerseys. <laughs> Excuse me. So the color combination wasn't that bad. Gotcha. Alright. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, number nine, the San Antonio Spurs spur logo. <laughs> Not the one that's inside of the word Spurs, but just the solo. The, like the, the just the U. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, absolutely love it. I kind of resisted it when they first started using it so so much. Because you, um, you hated that they were going away from the Rainbow Warrior I do miss, logo. I do miss the pink and orange and, and teal logo uh, from the 90s. I really do. That was one of the best logos of but they, all time in they any had sport. To get, they had to get rid of it because it wasn't the 90s anymore. Right. You can't use those colors. Exactly. Um, number eight, the Cleveland Cavaliers secondary logo, uh, the C with the sword piercing it. Yeah. Uh, I really wish that they would make that their main logo as opposed to just the C. Um, and I, I All these woodmark logos, like everyone uses a woodmark logo as their main logo now, and I don't like it. Um, I'm sorry. It's just annoying. Um, where am I at? Number seven? Yeah, sure. Number seven, the Boston Celtics. Can't go wrong. I love that little leprechaun spinning the basketball. He's yep, ho- he, is, he is the most Celtic mascot in the world. Yes. Uh, they do have a secondary logo of that where it's just his silhouette on a green background. Well, that's just weird. Yeah, I don't like that one as much. Um, so, Boston Celtics, cut it out. Yeah, knock it off, guys. What are you thinking? Um Number six, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a little... Uh, They've had some bad ones in the past, but I do like the new look Yeah, with the green buck and the... Uh, the uh, basketball in his antlers. Not really, yeah. Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't realize that it kind of makes the shape of a basketball inside the antlers. Um, it's kind of a cream outline to it uh, with a white face. I really like it, and I am glad that they got away from the purple and green and then got away from the red and green. And are now using cream and green. So do you have hope that someday the wild might get away from the red and green? Yes, I really, really do. Um, Number five, uh, the Sacramento Kings. 
I actually like it. Their new one? Yeah. The like the, the crown, sort of hybrid the crown on top of the words on top of the basketball. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I really do like that one. It's a unique mark. Yeah. Um uh, and I I like the font that they use as well. Um number 4, the Houston Rockets with the uh the, the R that is a rocket yes. and taking off through the, the hoop. That a lot of people don't recognize. And also the rocket makes an H with the leg of the R. And the ring going around it, HR, Houston Rockets. Neat. Not a lot of people see that. Um, That's like the arrow in the FedEx logo. Yeah. Nobody nobody knows it's there until you see it the first time, and then you can't unsee it. Right. That's all you see is just that arrow. Right. Um, again, I also miss their logo. Well, it's more that I miss their jerseys from the 90s uh, than the logo, but uh, the ones that Charles Barkley wore when he was there with the pinstripes. and Yeah. I don't like pinstripes on a basketball jersey. Oh, I love pinstripes on any jersey. No. Any sport should have pinstripes. All sports should have pinstripes. I, the only thing I don't like about pinstripes is that people think of the Yankees when they think of pinstripes, and yeah. I hate the Yankees. So it, it does have that bad connotation, but I love the look of them. Right. Nope. All right, where am I at? Number three? Yeah. The Toronto Raptors. The claw, You're talking about the, the claw on the basketball? You're not talking about the... Big red raptor no, in they, the big purple shirt. No, because they don't use it anymore. If they did, that would be number one. Okay. They would be number one, but no, it's the basketball with the claw marks in it. It's All very right. simple, and I, I really do like that one. Um, number two, the Memphis Grizzlies. It's just a bear. It is, but it's one badass-looking bear. It's just a bear. I love that bear. It is a pretty groovy bear. Yeah. I like him because he's like, it's not like a cuddly teddy bear. He's a pissed off bear. Yeah. And he's got angry about the something. yellow eyes. I love the yellow eyes with the blue <laughs> face. Like, it's it's so awesome. I absolutely love that one. Uh, and number one, and I'm saying this as a Spurs fan, the Dallas Mavericks. I The 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 horse head uh, is half of the circle with the basketball is the other half. I I'm, love this logo. It's a cool logo, but uh, there's a glaring omission from your list. That is my Phoenix Suns. There's it's a great this... logo with the basketball on fire like a sun. It's the Suns, and the basketball is the sun. It's perfect because it's a big orange ball. It's perfect. Right. Beautiful. I... But Love that flaming logo. basketballs are a dime a dozen in the NBA. <laughs> but in Phoenix, they actually mean something. If the game was held outside, that would be what you would be actually playing with. Well, and also, so my my biggest issue with the Suns logo is that they don't have just that as a logo. Like, they don't use just that basketball. It's always on the black background with the words Phoenix Suns under it. I, I had a hat that had just the basketball on it, so I know they do make things with that as just the logo without the without any words yeah. or letters whatsoever. Uh, the ones that always bothered me, and they use it as their alternate right now, is the one that has a Phoenix behind a basketball. Are you the Phoenix Phoenixes or are you the Phoenix Suns? The Phoenix. It's like it's the like the Buffalo Bills using a buffalo. Are you the Buffalo Buffaloes or are you the Buffalo Bills? And also, what is a bill? It's a William, obviously. It just doesn't make sense. All right. Get your shit together, Buffalo Bills. They have a lot of shit to get together. They really do. Um, they are and mess. They could be in the market for Kirk Cousins, really. Yeah. He'd be an upgrade over Tyrod Taylor. I see, and I think that Tyrod Taylor could be a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. That was a seamless segue, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Good job, us. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on Taylor yet. Um, he's got to have give a better, him, better supporting cast. Give him weapons to yeah. throw to. Yeah, give dealing, him a line that can protect all, him so he doesn't have to run 
for 100 yards a game. Yeah, dealing with the oft-injured Sammy Watkins as your primary receiver is not going to do you any favors. Yeah. No. Sammy Watkins' time is running short yeah. to, to become an elite receiver. Yeah. Actually, I was in one of the second-hand shops around here recently. Um, my daughter loves jewelry, but she's three, so we don't like paying a lot. <laughs> um, no, so, uh, you know, the second-hand shops will get some, some kids' jewelry, and so we took her in there one day and we were looking at it, and I noticed uh, they had a rack of NFL jerseys that people had, you know, brought in and sold to them or whatever, yeah. and one of them was a Sammy Watkins jersey. I'm like, A, who would buy this in the first place? And B, I've never seen this ever. It was a 6XL. Wow. Big. I've maybe big... they maybe they got it from that same website that Eric got his uh, coat that was a three XL that fit me perfectly. <laughs> I've known some big guys, and the biggest guy I've ever known only wears a four XL. I don't know. It was crazy. Like I could have worn it as a ball gown. You'd be the bell of that ball. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. Also, the only one there. Or would I be the bill of that ball? Oh, You'd be the buffalo nailed that ball. it. Boy, this conversation <laughs> has got me buffaloed. <laughs> oh, boy. Better than being billed, I guess. That's true. I don't know. If you get top billing, no. <laughs> Thank God we put the names in alphabetical order on this show. <clears throat> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> because Michael comes before Thomas. So I might have said this on the show before. I know I've said it to at least one of you guys once before. Uh, do you know... Do you know how uh, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis settled on calling themselves Martin and Lewis? Magic? No. Dean Martin argued that it should be alphabetical. Dean and Jerry. That's how he got his way. He argued that it should be alphabetical. That's why they were Martin and Lewis and not Lewis and Martin. Oh, what a jerk. That was that was mean of him. Yep. So that's why we should do it alphabetically, too. We already do. I know. Do it. Also, I'm older, so my name goes first. Yeah, but I can beat you up. No, you can't. Yeah, probably not. One one swing and you'd weird. be passed out on the floor I, uh, from overexerting yourself. I am a little bit uh, on the out-of-shape side. You're so far on that side, you almost come around to in-shape. Invincible. I'm invincible. Are you Bruce uh, Willis? I would say round is a shape, so I'm in shape. It's true. Are you Bruce Willis? No. No? Are you unbreakable? No. Watch. That was a good film. I don't care what anybody says. I never saw it. Don't spoil it. He's unbreakable. Oh, dang it. You. <laughs> and he was dead the entire time. Oh, wait, no, that's something else. Nope. <laughs> Although, did you see that apparently that uh, James McAvoy film uh, Split? Split, yeah. Is a sequel to Unbreakable? Yeah, it's supposed to. Well, what? it's not a sequel as in. It's it, in the same universe. Yeah, it's in the same universe. It, yeah. As in the, the events in Unbreakable also had previously happened in mm. the world of uh, Split. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm. I heard Split is actually pretty good, but yeah, I haven't found time to check it out yet because I was too busy watching Logan. Oh yeah, yeah, you can go screw yourself. That's that's probably you guys got to go watch Science. I'm actually probably going to do that after the show when with my day off. The moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's a more second day in a row he's done that to me. <laughs> when did they stop doing midnight releases for movies? When they started doing. Like nine and ten o'clock Thursday night shows for movies. But and I know that's when they started. That's when they stopped doing the midnight. But two releases. years. But two years ago, I went and I watched Ant Man at midnight, and they were doing eight o'clock releases then. I, I don't. When I was working at the movie theater, it was always a strict Friday release. Yeah. So the big shows got a midnight release because that was the absolute earliest they could legally show it. Right. Was midnight on that Friday. 
Um, now they have preview day where they right. go ahead and just basically release it Thursday afternoon. But what they used to do is they do the preview. And, well, they do the preview at whatever, like seven o'clock, and then they'd keep showing it. They keep showing previews all the way up until midnight, and then they do every screen played the movie at midnight, and they don't do that anymore because that um, the problem is. Doing the Thursday previews still puts into your weekend box office. Right. You got all the people that are going to go to the midnight showing on Thursday. They didn't get me! Okay, but they they made their money. I wasn't able to go. When they, when, they, when they released the box office results, and I hear the the first commentator say uh, Logan fell one ticket short of beating the record for this weekend's box office. Well, no, it's because uh, whichever no theater midnight show <laughs> Mike wanted to go to did not have a any midnight of them. Showing. Literally any of them in Toledo. None of them had a midnight showing. The latest I could have got was eleven twenty, and I wouldn't have been able to make it there from work. Right. Well. Um, so now here I am, like an idiot on Monday, haven't seen it. <laughs> like an idiot. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Dude, I'm enraged. That was, I, I was looking forward to that more than anything else this year. More than Guardians 2, more than Spider-Man, more than Ragnarok. Definitely more, more than, than Spider-Man. More than I don't Power know about Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. I, Actually, is that, when does that release? Soon-ish. May 24th, I think. Oh. Yeah, I know it's coming fairly soon-ish, Because. For blockbusters, I think it, I think it goes: Logan, Beauty and the Beast, Power Rangers, Guardians, or no, Power Rangers, Spider-Man, Guardians, Thor for this year. I'm excited about Thor, and this has become a, a movie podcast suddenly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think I'm more excited for next year's Black Panther. I'm excited for that. I'm more Black excited. Pretty good. Above all else, I'm more excited for uh, Ms. Marvel. When is that? that? Looks like it's going to be pretty good too. I believe 18? it's in. It, it is the movie that comes in between Avengers three and four. Okay, so that's a little while. Off. Yeah, yeah. So I think twenty eighteen or the beginning of nineteen, depending on when so, they're releasing the Avengers movies. Yeah. So when do we start this new movie podcast? Huh. We could just do an MCU podcast, and that would be <laughs> yeah. enough. I know. Oh my Eric and I goodness! Had... We saw the trailer. I saw an extended trailer from what I had seen previously for Iron Fist. Yeah. on the on Logan. Oh, ho. yep. Oh, it, it looks, looks like it's so gonna be good. good. It really does. Um, have you watched all the of them Defenders so far? Too. Yeah, everything that's been out so far. Okay, I actually have still yet to watch Jessica Jones. It's good. It's, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen. I have only seen a couple episodes of. Uh, of Daredevil, and then the first episode of Luke Cage. Yeah, you're missing out. Yeah. I've, I've loved everything so far. Good. I just um, all of the actors in in Jessica Jones they don't they don't get me excited for it. Like I don't I've seen Kristen Ritter in a lot of stuff, and I just don't she's like her. Completely different in this than anything else I've ever. And seen. And that's what I've heard. But I mean, I, like I just got to get myself is, psyched uh, up to watch it. The like few episodes of Breaking Bad she was in, and then that show, uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three, yeah. which was, uh, it was funny when James Vanderbeek was was on screen. Uh, other than that, it just <laughs> the Dawson, <laughs> the Dawson, yeah. he played him. He played a fictional version of himself, and it was hilarious. Oh man! Um, but it's kinda not like worth a, watching the show like to get Jay to and his Silent bits. Bob Strike Back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was it was good stuff. That's, that's only another, when he was on screen. Other that's than another that, it was thing like, we need yeah. is a. Uh, View a school uh, podcast. That would be. 
Now that he's still making films, I mean, it, yeah, it could well, be ongoing. Jay and Silent Bob sequel. Yeah, but, but, reboot, actually. <laughs> but Clerks That's what he's 2, calling it. <laughs> but Clerks 2 was bad. It really was. Yes, yes, it was. Okay. And Tusk hold was, on, hold on. was awful. You know, Clerks, it was the weirdest uh, yeah. thing ever, but it was awful. I was going to say, Clerks 2 was bad, I was going to say, but it wasn't Tusk. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't Yoga Hosers. Oh, my. I've not seen that. God, it was awful. Um, don't watch that one when you don't have the ability to have a couple of drinks because, yeah. oh, yeah, no, it's it's bad. It really is. Yeah. Did that, did those ones have the other characters in them or no? I can't even remember. Like I saw um, Tusk they were, once. They were tied together as far as uh, Tusk was. I can't was. remember how it was tied Yoga in. Hosers is basically the story of those two girls working at that convenience store that he stops at in Tusk right, before okay. he goes to see the old man. Um, and then how was Tusk connected? I can't even remember. Tusk was um, independent originally. It was somewhat tied in. Like, it's in the same universe. It's not in the Viewisk universe because that ended at uh, at the end of Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, uh, technically, until he brought Clark's 2 back. Right. Um, so Clark's 2 was the last thing that I think is officially in that. Then he started this, like, new universe thing that started with uh, Red State. Right. And Red State and Tusk, I believe, are set in the same universe. But they, if there's any mention of one in the other, I don't I don't recall it. Gotcha. Um, but then Yoga Hosers also takes place in this. And I don't know where the Jane Silent Bob reboot is going to fit in. If he's going to bring it in with the the new, uh, you know, Red State Tusk universe. God, or if he's going to bring, you know, bring the Usk universe back. Uh, we'll see. Oh, man, I was not part of the new one. All right. Well, that's been the movie portion of our show. Um <laughs> Yoga Hosers had some hockey in it. Look for, yeah. Oh, don't you know. And yoga. Soda Clerks. Soda Soda Dogma. Yeah? Yeah. He is a hockey fan. He is. Yeah, he is. He's a New Jersey Devils fan. Yeah. Except he's commonly wearing a Gretzky jersey. Well, because he's a Gretzky fan. He's a a big Gretzky fan. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Most of the time, he just wears his own jersey. I actually. uh, his own brand. Yesterday, I met another New Jersey Devils fan here in Toledo. No. Yeah. I <laughs> No, you didn't. I ordered a You're cheesy a bread from the Marcos up here, and I walked down to get it. I was wearing my devil's hat, and I go in there, and the guy says, let me shake your hand. Are you really a devil's fan? And I said, yeah. He showed me a tattoo. He's got a tattoo of uh, of the state of New Jersey. He's actually from New Jersey. Oh, we'll see that. Used to work at the sense. Prudential Center. That dude has a tattoo of a butt on his arm. <laughs> Don't be mean. New Jersey is a lovely place. Cricket noises. <laughs> and on that terrible disappointment, <laughs> it's time to end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what do, what do we do now? In this grand tour style right now. <laughs> right. You know, although we are out of time, uh, <coughs> I have to get back and do some things around my house. And then we got to work today. Well, two of us have to work today. Ha-ha. Tom has a day off. So thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for your continued uh, listenership. listenership. Uh, thank you, Tom. Um, we You're are welcome. we are holding steady at our numbers, but if you all tell your friends, maybe we can hop up over 500 again. Maybe so. we can take down the other shows on this network. Thousands of listeners. I don't think we're ever going to catch the Power Rangers one. But while you're here, hop on over and listen to the, all the other shows that we've got. Eric, you want to give us a list of shows they could possibly listen to? Oh, my gosh. We, we've, we've got a lot. If you're into uh, comedy, we've got uh, lots of comedy shows, Socially Awkward Studios broadcast live every Friday night. If you go check out last week's episode, I was on it uh, as a special returning guest since it used to be my show. And then um, we've also got shows about Power Rangers, the, my, uh, the uh, Ranger Command Power Hour, it's called. 
We've got a show about uh, Michael Crichton's works and their TV film adaptations called The Crichton Cast. Uh, that's a new one just getting off the ground about three episodes in. Uh, that's also my show, so, you know, selfless, uh, so shameless self-promotion there. Um, but we also have a great show from a comedy duo out in Phoenix uh, called The Brothers Turner. It's actually the third uh, brother-themed podcast on the network. We actually have three of them because we have Arcade Bros that uh, talks about video games. Then we have The Brothers Turner, who are uh, both of them are comedians, and uh, they're hilarious. You definitely want to check them out. And then, of course, uh, you guys, Ballpark Bros. So The best we are the set of network. brothers. We are the family Actually, network. We are p- pretty bad at being brothers. I, I got to be honest. There's really only one thing that you need to do to be brothers, and that's have the same parents. And we're as good at that as we are at anything else. Uh, yeah, you did it. That... <laughs> <laughs> but we don't exude any brotherly behavior. It's not true. Aside from the constant fighting. Exactly. I was See? about to say that pretty much classifies. Yeah. I think that's actually a hallmark. Oh. So check out all our brothers on the na- on the network here and. Uh, Check out everyone's show. Return for our show next week because we will be talking sports at you next week.